Are you taking taking sleeping notes in a criminal conspiracy? Are you stupid? Or or what's his name? Excuse me. Does the chair recognize we're going to look like a bunch of bees? Yeah. (laughs) I mean. The whole show is so good. Again, I can just keep going and going. I need to watch it again at some point. I have rewatched it a few times. Uh, I didn't. Did you watch? Did you watch it when it was brand new? So I. I watched the the last two seasons like live as they were happening. Okay, I I watched the first I guess what three on DVD. I was behind like I knew of it. I would go work because I didn't have HBO, and me and uh, I think you know Rob Jones. Yeah, we, me and him would go over to our buddy Say's house and because he had HBO and we did that was kind of thing. I mean that's we'd go there on Sunday nights and like I know we'd get there early so they could watch it. I was there to watch Entourage. I think what would come on afterwards. Roughly around the same time. Sounds right. I think that was the show that I was usually going over to watch because I was in Entourage or Californication, maybe what it was. I forget at the time. Just another pretty good show. David Duchovny. Yeah. Sex addict. Jumped the shark after about third or fourth season, but both did. Um, and so I never really got into it, but like it wasn't, I guess, until right after it finished. My buddy Sabe was like, you know, I've got them on DVD. Do you want to borrow them? I'm like, I'll give it a shot. So I mean, good. I mean, hooked. I mean, like that. I was so into it the last season. I actually chose to watch the live HBO airing of The Wire. It was like the fourth to last episode or something over the Patriots Giants Super Bowl. Like <laughs> I was watching the Super Bowl and then like the wire was starting and I was like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, was that no? I'm watching seven. This. Yeah, it went yeah. Five, well, that was yeah, the last it went five season. seasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Texter sent in the link. Uh, Quintel Jones, who is a member of U- UK's 2022 signing class, so he's already signed with UK. Football, I assume. Yeah, is okay. uh, has been arrested on a battery charge that's being linked to the killing of a Georgia man. Um, the death of a 37-year-old Brandon Goodwin, who was killed last month due to a fatal shooting. There you go. That's uh, not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. Uh, Trevor, I know you got to get out of here. You that went from the wire almost seamlessly. Yeah. <laughs> Terry says, I, I'll bet an Arby's combo that TK watches all of the wire season one tonight. Now that you're talking about it, it's on your radar. It's on your radar. I love how you got hooked on five, and a lot of people don't like five. No, I didn't get hooked on five. I watched the first three, and then I watched four and five as they were airing live, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, if you've never seen The Wire and you want to watch it, and I'll tell this to everybody, season two is going to seem slow off the bat. The second time you watch it, you appreciate it more. The, and once you even get past season four, you start realizing how important season two really is. I still think it's my least favorite, but I like, when I was watching it in lifetime. And then, like when I was in the middle of four, I'm like, "What the hell is two? Like, like why were we even doing that?" And like you go back, you realize, the second time you watch it, I'm like, "This wasn't as bad." Because everything besides Ziggy Zabaka, well, yeah, but every character of all, time. everything is a puzzle piece in this story. Everyone, every every season has its own connection to the story. And season four, by the way, I I will go to the grave. It is the best season of television ever made. I'm right there in with any you. show. Could not agree more with the kids. I mean, I still feel bad for Randy. I mean, you should, everybody should. I mean, I just, yeah. If I could give that kid a hug. I mean, if I can find Pookie and bring him off the, or do, was it Dookie or Pookie? Dookie. Dookie, yeah. You going to help me? Uh, if I could go find him and bring him inside, I would. I mean, it was, yeah. That whole, that whole season's just gold. You got a jet here in a second. Yeah. So before you do, let's make picks tonight. We got, uh, first of all, game two in Colorado. Lanch, Oilers, a lot of goals. If you want to watch exciting hockey, yeah. who you got tonight? I think we're going to see the series tied up tonight with the Oilers with a 6-2-5 win. I'm actually with you. Uh, Darcy Kemper, starting goalie for the Avs, out tonight. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he's not going to play. Got hurt in game one. I'm saying Oilers win. I'm going to say 5-4 tonight. Okay. Exciting game. They even the series up, though. I'm a little bit nervous moving forward. Uh, NBA Finals. Game one on tonight, 9 o'clock ABC. Celts on the road taking on the Warriors. Warriors, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Who gets the series started off on the right foot, Trevor? 
I get where some people are thinking that the Boston is like a given to win this. They're the favorite. I don't. I see where you're coming from. I just don't understand it. They are. I've seen a lot of people online saying like percentage chances of the winning the finals. Really, leaning Boston, and I'm not saying Boston's on a bad is a not as a bad team. And then listen, last year I didn't think Milwaukee should have won. The Milwaukee, I don't think, still on paper was a better team. We just now know Phoenix chokes and has no heart like Devin Booker. That's right. But I go. I mean, I think Golden State's winning the series. I'll say outright right now in six, and I think they win tonight by twelve. I feel like there's a weird thing, and this could be just like a couple of outlier series. But I do feel like there's a weird thing where the underdog team wins game one of the NBA Finals. Everybody's like, whoa, here we go. And then like order restores itself pretty quickly. Pisses off the better team, kind of like, like uh, Philadelphia to the Lakers. In Sixers, 01. Lakers, yeah. um, the, what, the the Thunder series Against back the in the day. Heat, yeah. Like yeah. they won game one. It was a huge shock. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like this happens like every so often. And I'm saying the Celtics win tonight and the Warriors End up winning the series in six. I do like, I saw the little meme or something that, and it's not 100% true to it, but I do like how someone was like, this is a finals that we as NBA should love. These are teams that are built, not bought. I'm like, eh, eh. I mean, the core, yeah, but I mean, listen. You, you, Every team to some degree is bought. You, you, you bought D'Angelo Russell so you could trade him for Andrew, for Andrew, for, for Andrew Wiggins. I mean, you, you can't see, you, you know, the Celtics are, have made moves and brought in free agents. But yes, under the bottom line in today's NBA, they are your three core, your main core to both teams are draft picks. All right, Trevor's got a jet early, so I will be reading texts uh, here for the last uh, last segment or so. If you've got questions, if you've got thoughts on the you know, Jert stuff, the Josh Hurd stuff, whatever, get them in now at 502-414-1450. After you've done that, hey, go to ShadyRace.com. Buy a pair of glasses, get 25% off. Use the promo code BIGX, B-I-G-X. Pick out your style, pick out your color, pick out your whatever. Cool. And if something goes wrong in those first 30 days, they get stolen, they get stepped on, they get lost, you throw them out the window because you get mad, they're going to send you a replacement pair. No problem. No I wasn't wearing mine when I opened that burger. Yeah. <laughs> Shady Rays, you could have been hitting up ShadyRays.com. It's been within 30 days since we got those. They would have hooked you up. Again, ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, going to save you 25%. We'll come back from the break. We'll read your text. We'll react to all that good stuff. It's the final segment of the Mike Rutherford Show. It's on the way after this. This message get to you. I think I know this one. This is CM Punk, right? Am I right? Yeah, Trevor's still here. He's leaving. He's not on the mic, but I'm correct. I got one. He's going to eat his hamburger. <laughs> He's not going to eat that burger. Uh, Gary's filling in here for the last segment or so. Trevor is going to go across the bridge to help uh, produce Louisville Bats. You can hear the Bats right here on our airwaves starting at 635. Uh, bats back in action tonight. Yeah, Gary, I wish you had seen... I, the best way I can describe it is getting a rejection letter from your dream school. The way when Trevor opened up the hamburger and saw that it because he and he even said it he's like he's like actually I got a little uh, got a little crazy today wet cheese and bacon and then he opens it he sees all sorts of things that are neither cheese nor bacon and just 
like stares as if he's just read that you know his his child's not coming back from war. Like it, <laughs> it was the way he looked, and I thought for a second he was going to throw the burger. He didn't. He tried to give it away. Nobody would take it. It's been a rough day for him. It was all downhill for him after that. Was it, he told me that there was a tomato on it, and he's not a big fan of tomatoes. He, all he had to do was see the lettuce. When he saw the green sticking out from underneath the bun, he like his, so day, he, his day was ruined. He's not a vegetarian. He's gonna. He's, he's a meatitarian. <laughs> Trevor, who famously said he would not eat a salad for, I think, all of his life's problems to go away and for Louisville to win a national title, wouldn't even eat a salad. That's that's how strongly he feels about wow. salad. We are going to – I still need to reach back out to this hypnotist because another one of Trevor's claims is that his mind is too strong to be hypnotized, which I think is ridiculous. But I want to get a hypnotist on air to hypnotize him and then make him eat a salad. I think that's fantastic summer radio. Uh, when I mentioned this the last time, a hypnotist reached out. I've got to get back with that person to see if this is something that they would be interested in. But we're going to make this happen. Have you ever been involved with someone who was uh, like hypnotized to quit smoking or quit drinking or something like that? The only thing that, that I've come close, because this whole thing started because I said like, I'm fascinated by hypnotism. I'd like to be hypnotized. We had I took a psychology class in high school, and we had a guy come in. I don't even like, He wasn't a hypnotist. He was some sort of – he worked in the medical field. <laughs> broad term um but he he had this thing where he was like who has a a really bad gag reflex like you know if you're if you're at the you know put the tongue depressor in there if you're at the doctor's oh, I office hate going to the dentist yeah and so a, a guy who actually i'm still friends with this day like he was like i i do and he went up there and he like took a pen and like kind of put it started putting it and he was like really bad like right away kind of like gag he took a pen and like did this like follow your eyes like with this do this and then like snapped a finger and then he was like okay now watch this. And like stuck the tongue to pressure like all the way back in his throat. And he was like, I don't feel anything. And the guy who came in said something along. He's like, that he's like doing that would, would typically cost you like $500, but you just got it for free and it'll stay with you the rest of your life. And like I said, like I know this guy still to this day. And I remember I asked him a couple years ago, do you remember like junior year of high school when this happened? And he was like, it, he's like still to this day, like wow. zero gag reflex. Stuff like that fascinates me. Well, my dentist told me I had a gag reflex to wiggle <laughs> my toes. And so that helps. There if anybody go. has a gag reflex, you go to the dentist, just wiggle your toes. Also, <laughs> equally, e equally works. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, but I've known people who have quit smoking uh, through hypnosis. Really? Yeah. Our brains are wild. Our brains uh, are fascinating. I'll tell you what, I, I haven't smoked in 34 years, but... I'd be tempted if I went to the doctor and he said, you got six months to live. Where are you going? I'm going to go back, buy a pack of cigarettes. Smoker's outlet. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, smoker. Uh, if you're just joining us, big news of the day. Uh, we've had all sorts of stuff going on. The big news, you probably already heard it all uh, as of last night. Josh Hurd, not yet officially named the uh, the permanent athletic director, but it's going to happen tomorrow morning. It sounds like the, the first report came out last night from Pat Forty that Louisville was dead set on making him the permanent AD. And then other national writers followed suit. We found out this morning that the UofL has called a press conference for 8.30 following a board meeting of the UofL Athletic Association. I think the safe assumption is that at that meeting, at that press conference, it's going to be announced that Josh Hurd has been named the permanent AD. And the overwhelming response from UofL fans that I've seen, the text line uh, on my website, on my on Twitter, on social media, where have you, has been positive. I think people are in support of this move. They like the job that Josh has done, both on the mic and behind the scenes and dealing with the men's basketball program over the last six months. I mean, the man was thrown into uncharted waters pretty much right out of the gate. Uh, eight weeks into his job, Chris Mack, the highest profile you know, coach at UofL, men's basketball program is, is always going to be the showcase sport here. As 
kind of decided he wants to leave. And that's something that has not happened here. At least if, if it did, it hasn't happened in a long, long time. In the middle of a season, you're going to work on a mutual parting of ways with the men's basketball head coach. And navigating that is is not an easy thing to do. And I think everybody can agree Josh Hurd did a, a very applaudable job. Uh, I think people were ha- very happy with the way it all went down, at least from the U L side of things. And then he has to lead a coaching search. And all the while this is happening, Hurd has to understand that he's potentially hiring a guy that he's not he could potentially not be the boss of in a few months. Like he's, there's no guarantee that he's going to get the full-time head uh, you know, permanent job at UofL. So it's a it's an awkward situation. I thought he handled it with grace. I thought he was very dignified. I thought he said the right things. I, I know there were some things that rankled some UofL fans who just wanted to be Kenny Payne and wanted to be done quickly. I like that he made it a legitimate process. I like that he was open and honest about what was going on, at least as much as he could be. And at the end of the day, I think the way he handled those two big instances, as well as the way that he's handled himself in on-air appearances, in front of mics, at press conferences, in interviews, has left UofL fans feeling pretty confident about his tenure moving forward. And I know that there are, like, the one detraction I've seen outside of the the Tom Jurich letter, the one detraction that I've seen when it comes to Josh Hurd has been, well, it's, it's too much like Vince Tyree, where we're just giving the interim job to a guy that we know and then we're just settling and making them the permanent AD. I think, and I, and I don't think Vince Tyree did the worst job in the world, not unlike Trevor. I, I think, you know, Vince was, like Josh, thrown into a bad situation, but for different reasons. He balanced the budget here, which was a, a big deal. Um, the hires that he made haven't really worked out. We'll see what happens with Scott Satterfield, but there's no guarantee. And he ended up hiring on the, on the basketball side. I think he hired the guy that everybody wanted. He did what Josh Hurd has wound up doing. And if Kenny Payne, if it doesn't work out there, I don't know how much you can really blame Josh for that. Like he, he gave you the guy that everybody was clamoring for. But the difference between this hire and what happened with Vince Tyree, one, you had a legitimate search. Vince was essentially just given the job. He had the interim tag. Louisville was in a weird spot. And at the end of the day, there was, let's be real, there was no real search for a permanent AD. It was just going to be Vince's gig. And two, Josh, unlike Vince, has a extensive like history work-wise in athletics. And I know Vince is, is, is clearly an athletics guy. He's a sports guy. He played baseball at UK. was uh, playing sports his entire life. His dad is one of the most famous athletes to ever take the floor at UofL. But Vince had never worked in an athletic department. He That was a holdup for a lot of people. Josh doesn't have that holdup. Josh worked under Tom Jurich at UofL for his first stint. Was very highly regarded around here by people who worked with him. Left for Villanova. Spent a couple of years there was very highly regarded by the people there. You saw Jay Wright's comment when he was named the interim AD at UofL. Jay Wright could not speak glowingly enough about Josh Hurd. He comes back here. He's received with open arms. And the word when he comes back from a lot of people within the UofL athletic department is, like, don't be surprised if this guy winds up being the AD here. May not be the next AD, maybe down the line sometime, but at some point in time, this man's going to be an athletic director, and don't be shocked if it's at UofL. Maybe happened a little bit sooner than anybody was thinking at that time, but here he is. I'm good with it. I think very highly of Josh. I, like most people that we've heard from today, think he's done a highly commendable job in the six months that he's he's been here. There's no guarantee that it's going to work out well moving forward, but you can say that about any hire. I think the fact that we are doing this quickly before we get too deeply into the summer, before we have, you know, before the 2022-2023 school slash athletic season starts really, really creeping up on us, I think is a good thing. 
let's get as much stability as we possibly can and let's take on this upcoming season with as much like normalcy as we possibly can get to and there won't be full normalcy until we finally hear from the IRP which you know could happen in October could happen in 2062 who the hell knows um but let's at least start that get that ball rolling so that we're ready for it whenever we find out what the punishment is on the men's basketball side of things we can deal with that and then hopefully for the first time since god pre 2015 we can exist in a semi normal plane and we can just go on being an athletic program. And we don't have to know the names of the board of directors members. We don't have to know the the process for open sessions and closed sessions. We don't have to know the names of people. We, should, we shouldn't have to read notice of allegations or what the process is with working with the NCAA. We can just cheer for wins and losses. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be nice? Let's get there. This is a step towards accomplishing that. I'm good with it. Uh, Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. You guys have been uh, loading us up all day. I'll try to get to as many of these as I can before these last 10 minutes. Um, the, and the other thing that we did mention, I read the letter that I had been sent from a group of Tom Jurich supporters, and they put their names on it. Lonnie Ali, Jim Patterson, and Mark Lynn, three very heavy hitters, um, read the full letter. I posted on Twitter if you want to see it there. I'm not going to read the entire thing again. And it certainly as these people knew it would, elicited a response. So that, that's been a topic of discussion. I also, we didn't spend enough time giving this man his praise because it deserves, being an All-American is no small feat. Dalton Rushing, Louisville catcher, has been named a collegiate baseball All-American. He'll earn his spot right there in the right field wall with the rest of the All-Americans. He is now the 33rd player in the history of Louisville baseball to be named a, an All-American and the 45th overall All-America selection. Uh, Cardinals have had 41 All-America selections in Dan McDonald's 16 seasons. That's unbelievable. You've had 45 overall All-America selections. 41 of them have been under Dan McDonald's watch. It's why that wall is getting so full. But Dalton Rushing, fantastic season, three hitting 310 going into the NCAA tournament, 21 home runs, 58 RBI, leads the cards with 35 extra base hits, 138 total base hits, and a 473 on base percentage, as well as a 701 slugging percentage. The man can just straight rake, and hopefully he's about to have a big-time postseason. All right, Thornton sex line. Let's make this happen. Um, I, I am just now seeing... As had been widely reported, widely projected, widely uh, believed to be the case, Malachi Smith, Chattanooga grad transfer, going to Gonzaga. Uh, not shocking anybody. It is like a bit strange. I saw when I posted a few nights ago that everyone under, under the sun thinks this guy's going to end up going to Gonzaga. A bunch of people pointed out their backcourt's loaded. Uh, Rasir Bolton announced that, that he's coming back. They got another guard announced, announcing yesterday that he's coming back. Why wouldn't Malachi Smith go to a program with, I don't know, one guard on its current roster? Well, I guess he thinks he's better than all those guys. He's going to Gonzaga. And this, I hate to repeat myself. I really hate repeating myself. This just is another case of, I know Kenny Payne has downplayed the whole NCAA purgatory thing. When you're talking about a guy like Malachi Smith that has one year of eligibility left, or a guy who has one or two years of eligibility left, not being able to tell them, hey, we're fine. We're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Don't worry about it. There's no question about it. We're 100% sure. You can't say that to these recruits. That matters. If you've got one year left in college basketball, sure, you want to improve your game for the NBA scouts. Sure, you want to play on national TV if you're coming from a, a lower tier conference. But you want to play in the NCAA tournament. You want to play deep in the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga can guarantee that. Texas, Tyrese Hunter can guarantee that. Um, you know, Illinois can guarantee that. These other schools can guarantee that. We can't. And there's no doubt that it's hurting us. I know Kenny Payne has, has kind of said the opposite, but people around the program will tell you 
it has come up multiple times, and it's going to continue to come up. And it's why I keep saying I hope people are patient. This year's roster, I don't think, is going to look like rosters moving forward. Texas says, uh, Mike, an incoming UK football recruit arrested in connection to a murder. Think he's suspended a half or would some extra win sprints be fine? Yeah, we, we saw that story. Uh, not going to not gonna make a lot of that. Texas says, I, I missed most of the show, so it might have been relevant, but what was that outro? Oh, 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 oh uh, I will spend all afternoon looking for it because I can't put my finger on it. Trevor's been playing because apparently it was a big night on uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, last night. He's been playing the actual songs that are used as the entrance songs for wrestlers, and that uh, Jungle Boy is the, the wrestlers. That's his, his theme song. Famously, he's Luke Perry's son. That's... I've, you find, I found out stuff every day about wrestling on the show. Now you find out too. So there you go. You can find that song. It is catchy. Uh, Texas says the Woody Harrelson 8 movie is very good. Kind of like a cinematic projectile cracking Trevor. I might have to check it out at some point. Um, I, I liked the, the first one. Not the Mark Wahlberg one, but the other like new one. It was good. As a plan, original Planet of the Apes stand, I, I, I enjoyed that one. Texas says I paid... <laughs> I can't re- You know I can't read that. <laughs> But yeah, the, the gag reflex left story left myself open for these types of texts. I can't, I can't read it. Um, Texas says that song was in Beverly Hills Ninja. Okay, well done. Texas, maybe I missed it, but has Trevor ever done an all classic wrestling entrance theme day for music? Side note: Mick Cronin says, "Take that jersey off, Trevor. You don't deserve to wear." He hasn't. Like he hasn't played the 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 wrestling songs from from my day, the Attitude Era, when everybody was paying attention. I wish, yeah, I, I like to get on that. I mean, give me a little Billy Gunn ass man. Greatest song ever written. I'm an ass man. I mean, it's, find it on YouTube if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's incredible. Play it on a Friday night. You won't be able to turn it off. Texas, anybody want to go to a rodeo and help? I don't even know what this means. I don't, I don't know what this means. Texas says, explain to Trevor that Rock Nation is a sports agency, not the Rock Aware clothing line. Better example would be Cal hiring someone from Clutch Sports. Yeah, the, the Justin Perez thing, because we, we found out today as well that Stephanie Davis, uh, who had been on the UofL staff, is now being promoted to director of basketball operations, which previously there had been reports that Justin Perez, the son of the, the Rock Nation sports family that runs it, the whole thing, uh, Jay-Z's sports agency, was going to have that role. So a lot of people says, have been saying, is Perez out? That announcement was never officially made. What's the deal there? There are reports, I think Jody Demling is reporting, that he will be in some sort of chief of staff or special assistant to the head coach role, which you can say we're just making up positions. I love it. I Make up a, a position for everybody. I've been saying this all day. You know, commander-in-chief, why not? Just, just make somebody that. Jack Harlow, director of music relations. Get him on staff, officially. Of course, we have to use the phrase hybrid role. They're university employees. We don't, you know, you can't have a staff of, of 17 people, but you can have a staff of like 35 people if they're technically university employees. Hybrid role. We're going to make that happen. Texas says basketball players don't pull out. You know, come on, guys. Come on. I mean, geez. I'm, I'm walking right into these right at the end of the show. We were talking about basketball players pulling out of the draft last night. You, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, Texas says if Trevor's response to the bring back Jert story wasn't word for word, his review of Top Gun Maverick, then I don't know what's right anymore. He doesn't like redundant sequels, even though it's good. LOL. Um, well done. That, that's well done. Texas says, Mike, to the a- to the ACC and Tobacco Row teams, you don't want us in the ACC? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in the swimming pools, in the baseball clubhouses. We're going to be all over the basketball courts, and I dare you to keep us out. Fantastic Frank Costanza rat, rant. That's going to happen. That, that's, that is how I treat the ACC. I'm Costanza. They're 
the hoity-toity Seinfelds. They're the, you know, the people who go to Boca del Vista. Vista. And we're, you know, we're invited, but we don't get invited to the tennis courts. We don't get invited to the swinger parties. And we're breaking in. We're we're taking over. Texas says, if they truly care for what, if these people truly care what's best for U of L, why make this letter public? It only causes more problems. It sounds like sour grapes because they can't dictate the hire. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's, this whole thing has done no good. It's why I haven't wanted to talk about it. As somebody who loves Tom Jurich, who, who who loves what he did here, who will never forget where Louisville was when he arrived versus where it was when he left. I've hated having this conversation because this whole time I've never thought there was any legitimate possibility that he could become the full-time AD again. I, I just didn't think it was out there. I didn't think he had the board votes. I didn't think L would be interested. Um, we didn't hear from him directly. He never made any sort of statement. You just had people talking for him. So if he had put himself out there and said, saying it straight up, I want the job. I'm the best man for the job. Let's make it happen. And L had said, sure, we're looking at him as a candidate. I would have loved to have devoted an entire day to a you know, pros, cons discussion. Let's break down the good. Let's break down the bad. Let's, let's hash it all out. But it felt like it was just spinning your wheels for no reason and dividing the fan base for no reason. And ultimately that's what happened. Like, like we found out via Pat Forty's report last night, that UofL did interview multiple candidates for the AD spot. All of them were current athletic directors at other programs. So he, he wound up not even being considered. And the letter says there was a conversation between UofL and Tom Jurch. And essentially they said, look, we're not going to hire you, but we'd love to have you in some sort of advisory role in this process. We'd love to have you tell us what to look for, you know, the, the, the pros, the cons, all that stuff. And Tom wasn't interested in that. And that's kind of where it ended. Texas, to me, what business, uh, to me, what, tell me what businesses I can stop going to when slash if they take their money out because we didn't want to go with their guy. I think you're going to see a lot of people say that. Texas, hopefully the hiring of Herd means Lynn will take down the Jurch digital billboards at the Louisville City Racing Stadium uh, games going forward, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Well, those are, I know that um, the managing partners of racing in, in Louisville City have made it a point to say, like, that's ad space. The side of the Jumbotron, the scoreboard, what have you, like, those aren't officially, like, Louisville City endorsed sponsors. Anybody can put, like, if I want to put up there, like, Trevor Kelsey sucks. If I have enough money, I can make that happen. And maybe we can crowdfund that. Maybe we can start some sort of GoFundMe to make that a thing. But uh, that's uh, that, that's not really their doing. Texas said, what if they offered George a hybrid role? Well done. Could happen. Um, Texter says, what are your thoughts on Courtney Ramey? I, I've, I've mentioned this a, a few times. Like, I'm, I think Courtney Ramey's good. I don't want to act like I think this guy sucks. I, I, it's not my Rocket Watts rant. He's never been my favorite college player. I, I think he does everything just kind of okay. He's been... He's been who he's been for all four seasons at Texas. Uh, averages about 10 points a game. Turned the ball over too much when he was playing on the ball. They moved him off the ball last year. I think he was better suited there. He's a good, not great shooter. He's a good, not great defender. He's he's a good, not great college player. And right now, we could use a good, not great college player if he's a guard. I'd be very happy to have him on the team. I don't think he takes Louisville from like non-tournament team to tournament team or non-top 25 team to top 25 team. But do I think he makes them better? Yes. Texture says, okay, I can't read that one. Texture says, Jurch's letter was an embarrassment and clearly meant to fracture the fan base. I am supremely happy Jurch was not rehired to the job from which he was fired. The tears of the sycophants fuel me. Also, Mick Cronin sucks. Way to get that jab in there. Well done. All right, we don't have time to get to all the other texts. I apologize for that. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for everybody who chimed in today. We're going to see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy the NHL playoffs. We got Bats baseball coming up here at 635. Enjoy the Bats. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock.